adjustments. Oh, it's time for a show. It's not as cold as it was the last couple days. It's like almost 20 degrees out. It's like a heat wave. And three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. The, the first cup mug on whistlekick.com is like the one thing that's not getting changed. The one thing in the store I was in there. Retiring some items, making some new ones, and I realized that, how, how do we make this mug different? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. You know, it remains. It's my, it's my hope that this show would grow enough that, you know, there would be, I don't know, a couple hundred people on the other end, all drinking coffee out of their first cup mug while I drink coffee out of my first cup mug. That'd be kind of neat. but we're not there yet, and that's okay. Well, yesterday was not a great day. I just... Both podcast interviews no... Podcast interviews no-showed. Well, I'm sorry. One of them canceled, like, five minutes before. The other no-showed. It means the last three interviews didn't happen. So that really stinks. Um, we've got somebody for next week, but the buffer that we're trying to create isn't there. Uh, we got somebody who's stepping up, who's uh, we're gonna talk to, we're gonna interview tomorrow. Somebody who offered? Oh, excuse me. But it's forced us to take a look at the process that we're using and, and make a few adjustments, see if we can a little bit more of the responsibility for scheduling on the guest because that way you know it it's easy for people to say yes it's not easy for people to say when you know and our whole process has been here's a whole bunch of information do you want to do it yes okay here's a date and a time does that work for you? Yes. Right? So it becomes really easy for them to just gloss over it and not feel like it matters. Um, but it really took the wind out of my sails yesterday. When the second one happened, I was just like, I wasn't about to cry, but it wasn't that far off. It was emotional. And so then the other things that I got done during the day was minimal. Went and I saw a client, and then I went and, and did, trained with a friend, and that made things better, for sure. Today's a new day. You gotta handle it that way. Wesley's asking uh, how committed we are keeping two shows a week. This is for Martial Arts Radio. Um, committed. 
at least for now. I mean, we could certainly make that change. I just... We don't have problems with the Thursday episodes, because worst case, I do one myself. You know, that's easy. It's, it's the guests, and... The reason we're in this situation is that, basically, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, nobody wrote back. We just didn't have nearly the volume of interviews and of um, communication that we typically do. So it just made it harder to get guests scheduled. So the buffer that we had, you know, wore down. And we need to build it back up. So. But we'll get there. I'm just, I'm sharing with you. Sharing with you what's going on. Uh, what else is going on? Apparel. Oh, if you buy something, first cup 15. Don't forget that. 15% off. Book. Book's doing well. Had to order uh, a few more copies for autographs. Sold some autograph copies. I gotta send those out. Uh, what else? Did like the bare minimum on email yesterday. It just wasn't a super productive day, but I got through it. I did what I had to do. Found a way. Sometimes you have days like that, right? <sighs> Worked on a few other projects. A little bit. Went to Costco. Can't win them all, right? Well, let's dig into these questions. Remember, if you want to ask a question, drop it below. I'll answer it tomorrow. Because I like answering questions. It's almost an ask me anything. Because, well, I guess you can't ask me anything. It just doesn't mean I'm going to answer it. some questions that are kind of follow up to yesterday. So yesterday's questions, we talked about um, diabetes and, and bypa gastric bypass surgery and things like that. And so we have some questions that are kind of follow up, a little more general. What are the top three worst ways to lose weight? All right. Number one, fad diets. So the idea that eating certain food, like a very, very restrictive diet to the point where it is nutritionally lacking is a terrible idea. I've seen diets that, like the potato diet, eat all you want as long as it's white potatoes. That's not gonna keep you healthy. That might help you lose weight, but as a, if you've watched yesterday, if you've heard me talk about this, or if you know this independently, you're probably not gonna eat that many potatoes. So you're gonna suppress your metabolism. Yes, you're gonna lose weight, but your metabolism is gonna rev slower, so when you try to come out of that diet, you're just gonna put on weight, possibly even more weight. And the whole time you're doing it, you're not getting any nutrients, so the all the systems in your body are going to 
work poorly and it can make you sick so that's dumb don't do that uh, number two um, any kind of extreme binge purge uh, I'll, I'll exclude intermittent fasting from this because there are ways that people can do it that are just fine but the idea of let's say I'm not gonna eat for three days and then I'm gonna eat everything for four days you know any anything like that where it's where you're balancing any diet here here's the way you say this one any diet or approach to food where you say and then you can eat whatever you want uh, and then the third one any diet that requires a certain brand of pill or powder or shake would be would be something like that um, Gabe, tell me more what you mean by that question. The only ways, the only way to lose weight is to burn more calories than you take in. Now, it's a much more complicated process than that, but that is the way. So what does that move mean? It means you should move more. You should eat a little less. If you can find that tipping point where you hold steady and slowly increase your movement and maybe slightly reduce or ideally if you've if you're someone who's dieted a lot if you can increase your movement and increase your food and get your metabolism to move up and just keep increasing the movement more than the, the food, you can actually get to a point where you can eat quite a lot, not have to worry about the food part, and just make sure that you have a lot of movement, exercise, whatever you wanna call it. That's a healthier way to do it. Am I an expert on this? No. I am not a registered nutritionist or doctor or anything like that, so don't listen to anything I said. What are the top three worst ways to do cardio? Um, there are a couple ways you could mean that question. If I'm assuming we're talking about it for, for weight loss. So let, let me address it for weight loss and then maybe I'll address it in a different way. So let's say, again, you're looking to lose weight and you just start running. And you're running and running and running and you're logging all these miles every week. Maybe it's outside, maybe it's on a treadmill, it doesn't really matter. What does that do? It ultimately, again, makes your body much more efficient, which is another way of saying suppressing your metabolism. So any kind of long, steady state cardio running or uh, basically getting on any cardio machine has that risk and you gotta be careful with it. now what are things you can do that are kind of cardio but 
don't do that. Any kind of interval training has been shown to have at least less of that metabolic suppressing effect. Some interval training studies that I have seen even act like resistance training to the body and make the metabolism faster. So that's cool. Um, other bad ways to do cardio. Anything you don't enjoy. That's a bad way to do cardio. Um, anything that injures your body. Like let's say you think you have to run and you hate running and it hurts your knees and yeah, don't do that. That's bad. Um, I think I actually did kind of answer that the two ways that I wanted to. Ah. So Gabe's asking about natural cancer treatments, things that involve diet. Um, what was the second part of that question? Non-chemo or radiation treatments that involve diet change. I just heard about acidity-based beliefs or acidity-based diets. So I do not know a lot about cancer because knock on wood, I have not had cancer. Um, people in my immediate family have not had cancer. I have not had to address this. However, one of my fundamental beliefs is that due to the fact that every cell in our body is some combination of food and water and air and light and yeah, um, the manipulation of those, the right way, the right time, etc. I believe you can alter anything. Doesn't mean it's easy, doesn't mean we know what they are, but cancer doesn't come from nowhere. Cancer comes from something. And even if you have a genetic predisposition, it still has to come from something. Your body still has to make a decision to allow those cancer cells to, to form. And there's some really interesting research, I caught something yesterday about um, a biological process in the body that we may be able to harness to get the body to fight cancer in a new way. I didn't dig in that much, but it was interesting to, to read the summary. Does it make sense to me that there are diets that will impact cancer? Yes. Because I believe it is primarily diet that leads to cancer. It does not mean that a small change or a fad change will have a dramatic effect on cancer, but if you start to look at um, cancer rates, it, over time, based on my research, they correlate with the wider adoption of lower quality food, mass-produced food, uh, engineered food, things like that, high fructose corn syrup. You know, as we start putting all these things in our diet, 
we see cancer rates go up. Makes sense. Natural food fuels the body. Unnatural food, the body's not quite sure what to do. Um, Gabe also tacks on, he's heard that breast milk can have an impact on cancer. I know nothing about that one. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, breast milk contains, you know, some, some incredibly powerful things. I mean, it's the first thing that um, our bodies are, are expecting to ingest and to launch our lives. So I can see that. Wes has some. Uh, epigenetics will definitely play a role in the rate at which someone develops cancer. Uh, in other words, genetic expression. Yes. Especially if they're genetically predisposed to developing cancer. Yes. Absolutely right. Um, the way the body handles those combinations of food, air, water, light are based on the, the, the genetic code, we'll say, of your body different people will handle things differently because of who they are. Makes sense. But it all comes back to food. And eventually, this is my prediction, we will come to realize that as a society, is it all comes back to food and the way we handle our food and the way we handle our water and as we get outside and spend more time things line up a lot better. Final question for the day, at least from here. What are the top three worst ways to do strength training? So if you watch the show, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a big fan. Strength training, resistance training, whatever you want to call it, weight training. I'm coaching CrossFit this evening. I see a lot of people doing it really wrong. Here's some example. If the workouts that you're doing are based solely on what you have observed very strong people doing, it's not a great way to do it. There are a lot of people out there selling really crummy routines that just take advantage of the fact that they've worked for a long time to get big and strong. Um, any routine that, how do I word this? Any routine that has you doing weird, goofy exercises instead of tried and true exercises. For example, um, the more complicated an exercise, there is a good chance it will be less effective because it's more likely you're going to do it wrong. The simpler the exercise, not easier, but the simpler the exercise, the more likely it's going to make a difference in your body, for your body. Um, working out hard every day is another bad way to do it. And that doesn't matter what way you're doing 
resistance training, or really any, any training, if you are not adequately recovered between, between exercises, uh, for example, the, the strength training program that we're building here at Whistlekick, it's based on two days a week. There are supplemental days that are far less intense and even a couple what we're calling active recovery days that are even less intense. But your body doesn't get stronger while you're working out. Your body gets stronger when it heals, when it adapts to the signal you gave it. So if you're constantly saying, if you're constantly beating it up, and this is, this goes for the cardio, for the weight training, it goes for everything. If you're constantly abusing your body, it doesn't get healthier. It gets less healthy. So you've got to find some way of balancing the work and the rest. Otherwise, you're not going to get where you want to go. And I see this all the time. Because people like working out or because they don't know what to do with themselves if they're not working out, they go to the gym every day for two to three hours and they just hammer on their body. And most people's bodies can't handle that for very long. If you want to go to the gym for hours every day, it doesn't have to be super intense. You can do intense workouts a couple days a week and then the rest of the days can just be active recovery. You know, practicing movements walking on the treadmill. I am more likely, if you see me at a gym on a treadmill, I'm walking. So I just want to move. I have days where I'm at the gym where I'll spend an hour and I'll get a whole workout in, you know, whole body. And then I have other days where that hour is, you know, 30 minutes walking on the treadmill and 30 minutes of kind of meandering between some exercises and just, I just want to move. I don't want to sit on the couch. I don't want to sit in the office. about balance that happens in our training too right like you can't always you can't just do basics you can't just do forms you can't just do sparring you've got to do everything and you've got to find ways to mix it up and each piece impacts each other piece so if you neglect a piece uh, it's like a it's like a chair you're, you're you've got a shorter leg than another and you're not gonna be balanced try to sit in that chair you're best gonna be tippy maybe even fall over not a good way to be. For the first time in a while, I've gotten to the bottom of my coffee during the show. I don't usually do that. All right. So, I got some homework for you in a second. If you want to ask a question, I hope you do. Because still looking for more people to ask questions. I like answering questions. It makes this show much more fun for me. Drop it below or email me jeremy at whistlekick.com if you happen to be someone who listens rather than watches. Yes, you can listen to the show while we do it every weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube. You can catch it in many, strangely enough, not all, but many podcast feeds. Uh, ironically enough, the podcast player I use won't find it. If you want to support us, you can support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick, or make a purchase at whistlekick.com. Use the code podcast, not podcast 15. First cup 15. There we go. That's the code I want you guys to use. And make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. All right, here's your homework. We're talking about balance in physical things, 
for a lot of martial artists, their martial arts training is the extent of their movement through the week. And if you're someone who trains twice a week, that's not enough. So I want you to take a look at, just take stock. How much do you move? And what could you do that would get you a little bit more movement? I'm not necessarily talking exercise, just movement. There's a lot of magic in walking. Walking has restorative effects and helps with digestion and all these things in a way that running does not. The moment it becomes intense, it's not. It's not movement, it's exercise. And you need movement too. So we're starting with movement. Where's your movement? If it's just walking around the house or just walking around the office, what if you found the opportunity to walk a little bit more? Park up the other side of the parking lot at the grocery store. Even if you, like I have days I go to the grocery store and I walk up and down every aisle even though I'm not buying stuff in most of them. It's just an opportunity to move. That was a funny noise. That's all I got today. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm gonna have another cup of coffee and get to my desk. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. Peace.